Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Tyrone French, uh, the host of Closing the Wealth Gap. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and my, my I, Paul, I don't, I don't even know what to call you these days anymore. <laughs> Engineer, inspiration, <laughs> sidekick, I don't care. You call it whatever. You know, my, my main man. That's what I start calling you, my main man, because we couldn't do these shows without you. You're buddy. Batman. I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm the boy wonder, but you are, you're the man. Hey, I tell you what, man, I, you know, it's a labor of love and I like the way we come together and, um, you know, I do too. Uh, we really have a good time. I, we bring out the best in both of us because you know a lot about a lot of things I really haven't thought about. And I have all this crazy, you know, mad scientist stuff here. And I also, because I sit at the University of California, Irvine, Beale Applied Innovation Center, we do lots of shows, including them. I feel like I'm at the crossroads of these conversations. I mean, I know, but I hear, I'm, I got my ear to the ground. I'm hearing a lot of trends, a lot of things. And so uh, it isn't just my opinion I think I bring in. I think I, I sh- there are opinions that within the business community, within the, the general community, that people are asking, wondering about. And today's bring, topic is one of them, that's for sure. You bring, a, you bring that ordinary guy perspective. Yeah, right. And that's what, you know, we, we touch on subjects a lot of times that are, you know, it just makes people's eyes glaze over and it's stuff that they really, really don't want to think about. But it's stuff that they absolutely need to be focused on because really? it's yeah, so amen. important to their to their financial well-being and financial wellness. And again, this show, Closing the Wealth Gap, is, is designed just to give people enough information to whereas now they're thinking about it. Yes. And they're looking at their situation and saying, you know what, uh, I'm going through this right now. I've, I've been maybe struggling for a while, and I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So <laughs> now it's time for me to do something about it. And, you know, if you want to contact me, you know, just, you know, just, just go to closingthewealthgap.coach. Uh, if you want to schedule a phone call, just call 877-296-5192. Uh, there's somebody there 24 hours a day, seven days a week that will answer that phone. Operators standing by. Operators are standing by. And again, we're here to help you. And, I'll, and the most important thing we want you to know, it's not your fault. Yeah, right. It too is often not it, your fault. Too often it does feel like my fault, and so I'm embarrassed. You know, uh, if you shame me, I'll stay. I know I should have done a lot of things. I should have lost weight. I should have done this. I should have, could have, would have, whatever. And the more you remind me of those things, it just makes me either more depressed and I put it more out of my head or it makes me push it further off because I don't want to hear how dumb and stupid I am, even though deep down I know I'm kind of dumb and stupid about this stuff and I should do these things. You know, we don't we don't equate financial illiteracy as a cancer. But it really is. Yeah. Because if you don't solve this problem, if you don't if you don't get the treatment that you need, if you don't cut it out over time, it's going to get worse. And the economy tells us that just based on inflation, things are not going to be cheaper in the future. They're going to be more expensive. Taxes are not going to go down for the majority of the people. They're going to go up. So if you don't address this problem early then it's going to get out of control. 
Yes. And and one thing we're going to talk about today, which is basic, which is foundational for your financial wellness, is life insurance. Mm. It's a subject that is, you know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think already about they're it. reaching for the dial. Oh, life insurance! <laughs> I don't want to hear this thing. If you don't tell me more about it, but you've made it so. We've talked about it before, and I know you're going to go into lots of things. Here's what I find interesting about it: it isn't just protecting. It isn't just keeping your loved ones protected after you die. That's, I'm a, I'd love to have my daughter taking care of my wife and everybody else in my house. But you know what? That's maybe not the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm trying to pay today's bill right now, and you're most, giving me a future Most people bill. are not thinking about life insurance as something, as a benefit that they can use right now. Exactly. And that's what I want to ex- explain to people, and that's what I want to break down because it's an, life insurance is an asset. Yeah. And it's not an and or asset. It's an asset. We call it an and asset, meaning that you can have, you can use life insurance uh, to finance your purchases. You can use life insurance to collateralize uh, a loan. You can use life insurance to start a business, which is what Walt Disney, Walt Disney proved that, um, that he used a portion of his cash value in his life insurance which is you know your equity in your life insurance to start Disneyland, Ray Kroc. I didn't know that. Ray you Kroc. say that so casually. I didn't know that. Ray, now you're gonna say Ray Kroc from McDonald's. Yeah. From McDonald's, use his cash value and his life insurance to actually pay his employees. He was going through. He had there was a situation where he had a rough a rough patch, and he had overextended himself. He didn't have another capital source. And lo and behold, he was able to use his life and the cash value in his life insurance uh, to bridge that gap. So there's so many different applications of while you're still alive that you can literally use your life insurance. And Paul, let me me bring this up, too, because life insurance is the only financial vehicle that self-completes. It creates an immediate estate. Uh, Say that again, because you... You say this with such dramatic effect, and I know I'm not the only one going, huh? What does that mean? Let me give an example. I don't have an and estate. A, an estate is something that you own and that you control and that you pass down. That's mm-hmm. your estate. Meaning that, or I could have said legacy. Life insurance is the only product that can meet that, um, that, uh, that, that generates or creates an immediate legacy. So let's say you got, uh, in one hand, you have $100. and In the left hand, you have $100. The right hand, you have $100. Okay. And the left hand, you're going to use this money for your retirement. Every single month, you're going to put $100 away for your retirement. Okay. And the right hand, you're going to put $100 a month away for your life insurance policy. Right. And let's say, depending on your age, uh, we're going to we're going to go with somebody that's that's very young who's just starting out. Uh, and that policy bought maybe $100,000, $150,000 worth of life insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, same amount of money. Same amount of time, a year from now or 12 months, this person had a fatal accident. They're no longer here. Okay. If it was $1,200 in their retirement plan or their 401k or their IRA, it accumulated $1,200 plus interest, which is going to be taxed. But that $1,200 that $1,200 that went into that life insurance policy will pay $150,000 income tax free to the survivor. Now, imagine the, the, this person didn't pass away and they lived to retirement and they had money for the in their retirement plan. 
let's say it was uh, 20, 30, 40 years from now. They had money in their retirement plan, but they also still had the life insurance. Well, at that point, when it, when it comes to retirement, they have a choice. Let's say if they're married, instead of them, there's two options they're going to give you. You can take a lesser amount of your retirement and, and leave a portion to your surviving spouse. So what that means is that you're living off of less, off of less of that income during retirement because you want to leave a portion to your spouse when that time comes when you're no longer here, which makes sense. But if you have your retirement plan backed up by a life insurance policy, you can receive 100% of your retirement because when you pass away, the life insurance will kick in for your surviving spouse. And the money that's coming from the retirement plan, she would have to pay tax on that, income tax. The money from the life insurance is income tax free. Let me, can I share one with you, a quick story sure. here? You're wearing a Navy cap today here. Yes. God love you. You were in the Navy. You were in the Army, too. But that's all yes. another story. I don't get that. I don't know who you root for on Army Navy Day here. I <laughs> know. But I went to the University of Michigan. And I read this a while ago, and I pulled this up in preparation for today's show. The big coach there hasn't done so well lately, but Jim Harbaugh, we, and everybody yes. knows his name. He was uh, coached the 49ers, almost won a Super Bowl with him, went to the University of Michigan. We all expected big things. Hasn't quite been as big as we hoped, but he's still a big coach, right? Yes. Big school. I know where you're going with this. They yes. paid him. They just renegotiated his thing, and according to what I'm reading here, in his updated contract, he um, he's going to get. They're going to loan million. him four million dollars in 2016, and another two million the following five years to what? Pay for life insurance premiums. And according to the reports, it says here Harbaugh does not need to repay the loan they're giving him until he dies, as long as he keeps policy active, and he can then draw this money out, borrow against it, use it, or just let it all pile up. And at the end, the University of Michigan gets to recoup their initial investment out of whatever the death benefits are, and the rest of it goes to his family. He's building up a huge nest egg and a way to bypass traditional banks and borrow money loan-free from— Exactly. Uh, it's nuts. I mean, everything you're talking well, about— it, is it's not there. nuts. It's, it's, it's strategy. Yeah. It's strategy that the majority of the population don't understand this, even— even with corporations, uh, companies do the same thing with their executives. It's called executive bonus or key man insurance. And key all man. it means. I, I heard that key man insurance, right? Yeah. So all it means is that if this if this is the top dog that's generating X amount of revenue, they want to make sure that they have life insurance, a life insurance policy on this person just in case something were to happen to him. Right. And so those policies can range in the millions of dollars. But the company has access to that capital that's in the policy. So they can use that as leverage. They can use it as, as collateral. Uh, they can use it uh, to, scale their, to scale their business. So here's one of the top college coaches in the country, big major university, and he's clever enough to negotiate his contract. Don't give me a, write me a check for $4 million and I get taxed on it and all this other stuff here. Don't give me of stock or something give me it's a loan you're gonna you're gonna take it and i put it into a life insurance policy and it's just like cash in the bank i can borrow against it i can use it as collateral maybe i can't run and spend it right now i'm sure some of it they're giving him some cash too to live day to day the poor guy 
you know, but he's got, they're giving him a loan, a free loan to go buy life insurance. Later on, they get themselves covered. Along the way, they're covered, but later on, they'll get their money back. And he gets, if it lasts that long, his family would get a big chunk of money, $4 million minus what the university put in. But he gets to use that money. He's treating it like a bank. He doesn't because want a check. He wants, that's right. He because a loan in the United States is still income tax free. Yeah. See, look at that. Yeah. Smart. So we're all sitting here. Tyrone, this is, this is not that, this is not for me. Come on. This is. Uh, life insurance that's old, that's dull, that's for tomorrow. There's nothing I can do with it today. Who, buddy, in their right mind would take life insurance? How about Jim Harbaugh, the major uh, college coach in the Big Ten here? Absolutely. And like I said, it's it's self-completing. So it's the only vehicle that creates an immediate estate. So over a period of time, again, if he passes away, uh, that policy is worth millions of dollars. Millions, yeah. To his estate, income tax-free. And so in the meantime, it's is, money in the bank for him. That is, not only is it money in the bank, but it's generational wealth. See, yeah. and this is, one of, this is one of the things I want people to understand. You could be living payday to payday. Because again, my this, this podcast, that the 5% of the population, there was another article came out that you know, they're going to be fine. They're always going to be fine. They're going to, because the rich gets richer, and the poor gets poor. We know it. The more money, the more money that you have, the more money that you can acquire, the more money that you can accumulate. With 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 poor people, though, even the money that they have, they end up losing because they have to pay it off in debt yeah. or other finance charges. So the, that's how the risk gets richer and the poor gets poor because your wealth compounds, but your debt also compounds as well. Yeah. So if you're in a situation where, and this is what I like about Dave Ramsey. And Susan, uh, Susie Orman, they're talking to a very specific audience when they're talking about buying term insurance, mm-hmm. buying term insurance, um, buying term and investing the difference. So what they're saying is that you need as much life insurance as you can afford because your income level and your your debt ratio is very high. To whereas if something were to happen to you, you're going to leave a huge financial burden on your family. So if you if you buy term insurance, which is the least e- expensive uh, product, then you can literally insure maybe eight or ten times your annual income. Because there's no equity in that. That's there's, not a bank account. That's no savings. There's no account. equity. It's just pure coverage. Right. But in the beginning, like when you're my first auto starting, insurance, I pay into my auto insurance. I don't get never get anything back in that. I can't borrow against that. There's nothing to. I'm just covering myself in case of an accident. What depends on the company depends on the policy, because we did a show about BMW where I was actually able to call my my auto insurance company and they were able there was a mate. There was a clause in the policy where they covered uh, a maintenance expense that I had no idea was covered. That's true, too. So there are other hidden benefits, but they're hidden not, benefits, but it's not a bank account that I can go borrow against or leverage. exactly. Yeah. The, the issue is that most people don't read their policies. They, they don't they don't know what's in them. And so anything. it takes somebody like me, a coach that can literally look at your financial situation and say, hey, look, uh, these are other options that you might want to consider. And they didn't. And I'm giving them three or four options. And they didn't even know they had one. Tell me the story again, just to remind people. It's the greatest story you've ever told me. You're a young insurance guy on the phones calling people. Hey, just want to update your policy. Hey, we want to take a look at it. Hey, nobody's talked to you in a while. What all young eager beavers do. 
and you hit a live one. You hit an old lady. True, true story. It, it changed my it changed my life. It changed the way I viewed myself as a life insurance agent. Uh, at that point, a- after that phone call, uh, it became a ministry for me. It became I became a <laughs> servant. It really? Yeah. Uh, but again, the story is uh, I was working for this uh, this agent life. Uh, I was working for New York Life Insurance Company on Wilshire Boulevard at the time. Uh, I thought that I had made it because, again, I had these visions of being, uh, you know, in a high rise and, you know, I could overlook the city. And I'm yeah. thinking like, wow, I you know, I got the secretary and I have made it. But again, I'm a, I'm a young rookie insurance agent. So I'm working with this established agent and he had like you know, thousands of clients. So he wanted me to go through his book of business and find uh, some of his clients that he could provide, do a, uh, an insurance review on. Mm-hmm. So I call this, I'm going through the list and I call this one lady and she was very rude. I mean, just, just nasty. And, you know, I, and I'm trying to be professional and everything, but at one point I was like, well, listen, lady, you know, you know, I'm doing you a favor. I'm calling you you know, to set up this appointment. Review, updated, see what right, you got. Right. You you have like $10,000 in your life insurance uh, contract, and we just want to come out and do a review to make sure everything is okay, your beneficiary and stuff. And at that point, she the, the phone was, it was just quiet. I, I literally thought she had hung up on me. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, I heard this whimpering in the background. Whimpering, she was, crying. She, she was crying. She was crying. And she apologized to me. She said, she know, you know, I apologize. I am so, so sorry. She said, but their house was in foreclosure. They were in the last leg. They had no idea what they were going to do. Um, you know, they were, they were just, they knew that they were going to get foreclosed on. They were going to be out and they were going to be homeless. And all of it, they, they had prayed. It's like, God, you know, we're at, we don't know what else to do. We're on Send our me an angel. Leg. Send me a message. Yeah. And all of a sudden, two days later, this young guy, Tyrone French from New York Life, calls him up and says, hey, look, you got $10,000 in your policy, lady. <laughs> you know, what you do you want to do? You can use it. You can. So you they can use it. it. They and so it. they saw they saw that foreclosure problem with the money that was in their life insurance policy. So I don't have to sit here and fabricate and make up. I know it works. And also, even they got this thing called a, a policy called final expense, final, final expense insurance. All yeah. it means is that uh, if you again, you're living payday to payday or you don't have the assets that other people have, you can at least buy a smaller life insurance policy, maybe ten, twenty thousand dollars. Right. That you don't leave that financial burden on your family when you pass away. The, I hate Paul. I hate seeing driving down the street and looking, seeing those intersections where these guys have these signs where somebody had passed away or they're doing GoFundMe's yes. to try to fund Help somebody's funeral. Us to bury my dead relative. Yes. And it's I'm just, telling you, I've been through it three times now, my friend. It's not a fun process. Mom, dad, and my maiden aunt, all three of them, I'm an only child, fell to me to take care of all of them in their final stages and the final expenses. And my aunt, being the poor little once secretary that she was, church, poor as a church mouse, as they say, she didn't have two nickels to rub together at the end. Hmm. And so I had to come up with, you know, creative. I had to write checks to, she didn't get buried. She just got cremated and cremated's not free. It's a couple thousand dollars. Just And to, today, today, Paul, it's even more expensive. 
And wow. I, again, I'll give you my my 19 year old brother was killed in a car accident in 2001. Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah. And my my dad had again had enough sense to make sure that all his kids had life insurance. Mm-hmm. And the 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 the, the rub of it, uh, the, the, what you know, the kicker is the brother that was driving the car, he got arrested for vehicular manslaughter. So my mother had the baby had to marry the I had to had to bury the baby of the family uh, at the time again he was 19 years old and she had to defend another child that was that had been arrested for vehicular manslaughter. And so again at it was the life insurance that allowed my parents to bury my younger brother with the funeral that she felt was was becoming to him and to also have the money to pay a really good attorney to represent my brother. So like I said, I'm not telling you, I, I know this stuff works. Yeah. I know it works. And so, here's another thing I want you know, I'm wearing my Navy hat today and we're talking about life insurance and I'm a veteran. I, again, I, yeah, I served in the army. I've also served in the Navy, but a lot of my brothers and sisters out there that served in the military, they think that their, their funeral and they, their life insurance is taken care of when it's not. Talk about because that because everybody assumes that my father was a vet when he died. I thought this is all got to be under some sort of VA stuff. I think they gave him three hundred dollars for a headstone. We didn't even get him physically buried, so there, that's a wasn't, benefit. What isn't what I thought it was going to be here? Right. If you serve based on your discharge, the, 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 again, especially here in California, um, the they're going to provide the honors. They're going to provide. Uh, meaning that the, the ceremonial guard, uh, the flag, the headstone, yes, we got and the and the interment, uh, like like right now it's in uh, Riverside, California, that that's open to veterans. But what they will not cover is the mortuary portion, and that's what shocks a lot of families because again they thought everything was taken care of, and so when you're on active duty, you have a, this thing called servicemen's group life insurance or SGLI. Once you transition from active duty to veteran status, your policy transitions to VGLI, which is Veterans Group Life Insurance, but you have to apply for it. And that's where that's where the disconnect is, because a lot of veterans don't apply for Veterans Group Life Insurance. Wow. And especially let's say let's say if you're a disabled veteran. Well, you can set it up to whereas those those premiums are literally coming out of your paycheck. But again, if they don't know this stuff, if they're not privy to it, then they're again, they're assuming that everything is OK. And does and that benefit not. go away if you don't exercise it within a certain period of time? It goes away. It absolutely goes away. As a matter of fact, uh, you have up until uh, maybe three years to apply for VGLI <coughs> wow. once you get off active duty. And if you don't do it, then uh, it's, it's, it's hard to get. And it's VGLI. All it means is a five year renewable term. So what that means is that for five years, that price is fixed. So if you were paying like maybe $25 a month for $20,000 worth of coverage, that's what it's going to be for the next five years. But But after that five years is up, then the premium is going to go up because you're actually into another, (coughs) a a different tier. But you got to pay for it. But you'd have to pay for it. Absolutely. But it's cheaper to, if you're a veteran, it's cheaper in most cases to use the VGLI than to go into the, the the regular market and try to get a standalone policy. you're part of a group. You've you're part a group. of a group. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, the group that we're in, the group that's listening, is wondering to themselves, part of them is kicking themselves like me, 
And part of him is saying, you know, this is so overwhelming and confusing. I'm just going to put it aside for another day. Why don't they just call somebody? Are you going to hound them? Are their agents going to hound them? That's where we're all afraid. If you're going to call us up and then, oh, my God, I'm going to get hammered so hard here. Uh, I, I, nobody's really out just to help me or give me advice. We're here. Not only do we not only do we want you to know that it's not your fault, but we want you to know that we're here to help. And that we this is this is a labor of love. We love doing it. Yeah, and let me, again, I'm going to go back to that one point about uh, uh, the generational wealth, because I really want to drive this home. Imagine, you know, you're living payday to payday mm-hmm. and you're doing everything that you can to stay above. I, I don't have to imagine that one. That's and, not a, that's, I, I don't have to think. Well, what was that like? Hmm. Uh, yeah. But let's say you're breaking even your yeah. your balance sheet is, is you're, you're just you're breaking even. In your situation, one of the best things that you can do is to get a life insurance policy. Because again, you can find the numbers in your budget. As a matter of fact, I can help you do that. I, that's one of the things that I specialize. One of my specialties as far as is finding the money. If we can't find it in your budget, then we can create the dollars that you need to do this. But anyway, again, living and, pay and to let pay me pay stop it. you again, because that's you just gloss over that. That's the whole key. Tyrone. I'm living payday to payday, or I'm just getting by. And you want me to do what? Put $100 towards what I only think is a future benefit? No, See, it has some tangible benefits. It has some uh, accumulated benefits. It has some borrowing benefits, some credit building benefits. It has some other benefits. And you say, well, okay, I get that now. You convinced me I, it's more than I thought it was. But I still don't have the 100 the 200 whatever it is. And you're saying, I'll find it or we'll generate it. That goes back to all exactly. your other talks about how do you – get a little side gig, do something else. Let's, let's think about how you're going to get a little more money into your life here. And if I can do that, maybe we can use some of it to pay this. That's radical thinking for most people. See, what we do, what we do here is we, we give people options and we're giving them five or six options. Again, when they, that, when they thought they had no options or one option, yeah. you know, a lot of people, again, they're, they're getting a, a steady paycheck. And from that steady paycheck, a lot of times what they're doing is they're overpaying in taxes. Their withholdings are messed up. There you go. So a lot of times all we have to do is change their withholdings. And now they got two, three, four hundred dollars extra a month coming in that would have been going to the government. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The IRS and the government, they want you to do this. They want to make sure. Interest free loan for them. Hey, we'll take the money and. But what I'm saying is that if you switch, if you turn that around at the IRS website, they're, they're, they're telling you, we want to make sure that you're maximizing your withholdings to where you're receiving that money and not us. And so, again, imagine I'm dealing with a family or a husband and wife, and we're working on both of their both of their forms. We're making sure that their withholdings are together. And all of a sudden, the husband ends up with an extra five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars a month. Because you know his income is a little bit higher, or and the wife she ends up with like a, maybe another two hundred, three hundred, and four hundred. We're talking about a switch, a swing of anywhere between five hundred to a thousand dollars a month extra. Found money. Found money. That's already there. So, but again, let me let me touch this touch on this yeah. point because it's really important. Now you went from having no assets because you're living payday to payday. A lot of times you're, you're renting. A lot of times you don't own your car. Um, even if you even if you have a mortgage, you don't own that. They call you. They'll let you call yourself a homeowner, but you don't own it. Never will. So maybe. you get a life insurance policy, and that policy is maybe worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That we found the money that now you can purchase. 
when you pass away, now your family is going to receive a quarter million dollars income tax free. So if we're talking about a husband and wife and both of them have uh, $250,000 policies on them, that's $500,000 income tax free. They went to a family where they were living payday to payday. And now they have an estate. Now they have have generational wealth. And maybe the communities that they come from, communities of color, communities of persistent uh, poverty, poverty, persistent, just middle class existence, job to job. You go get a job and your dad got a job and you're going to get a job. It's the same. You you work. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. You're working in the the mill. You're working in the mine. You're working in the factory. You're working for the man. It's just it never breaks out of this stuff. You've broken the cycle. Yes, sir. And we do it every day. We do it. This, I mean, this is what we do every single day. And it, Paul, I'm, you know, I kind of hate to admit this, but all of the, the questions are the same. All, this, all of the scenarios are the same. What changes are the people, right? the individuals, and based on their, their personalities, how they're going to deal with it. So if somebody and, wants to get religion, if they've suddenly seen the light, if they want salvation, if they want a, a hope for the future, does it start just, <laughs> just listening to the show and maybe picking up a phone and calling somebody to see if there's somebody you can help? Well, I tell, I tell you what, I know that there's somebody out there that's listening to this podcast and at, at they're, they're thinking, you know what, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't know how we're going to make it through this. Yeah. You know, but and you heard this podcast and you heard this guy, Tyrone French, wealth coach, saying, hey, look, just Give us a call. You know, call the number 877-296-5192 or go to your website, closingwealthgap.coach, or get my app. I like that idea because now you're not going to immediately, I call you and then you're going to come over and I feel pressured. You can either just check it out on the website. You can keep uh, or get an app and all the information is in the palm of their hand. You're in the palm of their hand. And exactly. then they decide when they hit that button and says, call. I've, I've, I've heard enough. I've seen enough. Help me. On the app that you're going to download, it's, it's a free app. It doesn't take up any space in your phone. But on that app, there's a button that says, call Tyrone. All you have to do is press it. And you're connected to me. You're connected to my network. And I'm telling you, we can help. So what if they're not ready? You know, sometimes you just got to preach and teach over and over and over again until the light goes on. Uh, or do you give up on people? You get frustrated with them? We don't give up on anybody. It, it's okay if somebody's not ready. But what we found is that when, when family members, when they say that they're not ready, and all of a sudden they take that leap of faith and they start seeing their lives change the, and the confident level change, it's in it's it's infectious. Other family members want to do right. the same thing. And now we're getting these phone calls. You help my brother. You help my sister. You help my aunt. You help my dad. You know, and we'd like for you to help us too. best feeling in the world. All right. Take us out. Tell us tell us what your final takeaways and thoughts are and uh, what you say to people who are just keep coming back and back and back and saying, I'm I'm interested. I don't know. I just can't take that leap of faith. Well, again, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And again, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to put you in a headlock and, and make anybody do this. But if you, you deserve to have the lifestyle that you want, mm-hmm. you deserve to have the financial wellness that not only that you deserve, but your kids and your grandkids deserve. 
Because everybody out there, Paul, is going to leave a legacy. It's either going to be a leg- legacy of abundance or it's going to be a legacy of poverty or it's going to be a legacy a legacy of mediocrity. But you're going to leave a legacy and you determine that. All we're saying is that we're, you have somebody that can help you walk through that process. Uh, we love you. There's no judgment. We just want to solve this problem and help you live that best life that we know that you're capable of living. Love it. Well, we love you. Keep coming back. Don't give up. Lots of free stuff each and every time here on yes. Closing the Wealth Gap. Give us one more time. How do people reach you? Well, again, you're going to download my app. You're going to go to closingthewealthgapapp.com. Closingthewealthgapapp.com. You're going to either go to my website, hit subscribe, and again, we're there to help. We love you. And keep coming back and listening to Closing the Wealth Gap. That's our show for this week. Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in North County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.